Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Search for Pink podcast. Um, I have decided this is season three. Um, I'm recording this talking a little fast um, because we are now in a new year. I am speaking into a new mic. Hopefully this sounds better. Hello, mic. And I have a new cat and I've already recorded this intro and my cat ran around and I was like, oh, the, I have a mic now. You can't hear my cat. I have a mic. And the mic picked up all of my cat uh, thudding up and down underneath the bed and playing with styrofoam from the box of my new mic. So that's fun. Um, we're also doing a new intro, which is me talking before I interview the person um, because I get a little nervous before I interview someone. And so I was like, mm, maybe I'll just word vomit on you guys instead of my lovely, lovely guest. Um, because I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single person agreeing to do this um, because they're being kind and lovely and taking time out of their day and I appreciate the heck out of you guys. Um, one way to make myself uh, feel more prepared is I uh, try to look up as much as about that person as possible. And that was really fun with this person in particular because we are talking to Hannah Aline. She is a friend of mine. I love her very, very much. She's an actor here in Atlanta. Um, you have possibly seen her on Ozark, Doom Patrol, 24 Legacy, Lore, The Resident, The Hunt, lots of the, and The Purge. Hannah, I'm going to ask you later, but there's a lot of like, either like killy stuff or sexy stuff. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of your niche or like, like insane. I don't know if this will come up, so I'm going to say it here. Hannah once told me that uh, usually she gets called in for auditions when the casting directors don't know what they need, so they call in Hannah, and I'm like, that is the nicest, best compliment ever. She's also gone viral on TikTok recently, which I think is really cool, um, and I think it just shows she's so hardworking. She's always trying something new. She's always making new content. She also um, directs. She also has started a new production company called Juicebox Films, Three Chicks Serving Up Juicy Stories, which I love. Okay, so I'm really excited. I'm sure I'm going to be talking to her about a lot of different stuff because y'all know how these interviews go. Um, anyways, I love you guys, and uh, thanks for tuning in, and let's talk to Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Search for Pink podcast. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate it. It's also nice because, I mean, I've been like friendly with people that have been on it before, but I was actually talking to our mutual friend Mariana and I was like, I don't know. I got really anxious with the last couple people I've recorded with and it wasn't their fault. And she's like, do Hannah. Hannah's great. <laughs> Being <laughs> and, a weirdo? What, no. What was her follow-up? <laughs> <laughs> no, she just like, I mean, it was like, you would be a cool person to interview and we already know each other. And um, no, I mean, so anyways, I really appreciate it. So it's weird because I'm having to like backtrack with you. And I feel like we're going back to like our first friend date at Chrome Yellow where I was like, so <laughs> tell me your life story. Um, okay. With actors, I like to start with, I feel like we were all kind of weird kids and whether it was like we needed attention or we needed like a point to like express ourselves what kind of child were you Hannah and how do you think it's contributed <laughs> to you being in this weird profession oh um okay I grew up in the middle of nowhere like mm -hmm. a lot of people 
But for someone who wants to be an actor, that's kind of a strange thing to um, all of a sudden one day without a theater program in your school to just be like, yeah, I'm going to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up around a lot of sports and a lot of hunting and a lot of fishing. And like, there was maybe 30 kids in my grade. So oh my gosh. Um, I was pretty isolated <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And the fact that I did choose this life is kind of strange, but also when I'm I'm really grateful that I did because I wouldn't trade it for anything but I guess I was a pretty I was a pretty outgoing kid and I had a lot of friends and what friends I could make I didn't have that many kids in my classroom there so. weren't a lot of to, y'all almost like had to get along because we had to people yeah I went to a school where you started kindergarten with the same kids you graduated high school with yeah so I these kids and I grew up together we were we had to be each other's friends we couldn't just like give each other a black eye and be like well we're done here so you didn't have a theater program were you did you like to watch movies were you into that kind of stuff I'm guessing yeah so the theater program started maybe a year before or a year after I was interested in um acting but yeah, my dad and I watched movies. That was what we did every night of the week. We watched mm. movies together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thanks. So when did the theater program start? And also you are, I don't know how to say, like you're funny. And then like the response is always like, no, I'm not. Or okay. Um, were you like a funny kid like growing up? Did you like to make people laugh? No, I really did. I, I didn't want to, I didn't have any drive to make people laugh. I really didn't. Um, I do love to make people laugh now, yeah. but it turns out that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the theater program started maybe, yeah, a year after. And I think my first production of, or the, my first production I ever did was Steel Magnolias and I played Truvy. <laughs> Like what? That makes absolutely no sense. Can you oh see God. me? Yeah, as Truvy. Yeah, I just Steel got Magnolias. so excited because like my dream is to be in Steel Magnolias, and I don't think Aww. any theater will ever do. It's just like you'd you be a want. great Shelby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite movies. My sweater's on backwards. I'm switching it. I'm so jealous. So how old were you when you played like an old like? Was it just a lot of high schoolers pretending to be women, like sassy women in their 60s? Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what it was. I think I was 16. Yeah, I hadn't even had my first car yet. I didn't get my first car until I was 17. Okay, so I can, I don't think I'm from as small of an area as you are because I live in the country, but like we have a mid-sized town that we all drive into and we went to for most of school. Mm -hmm. How did your parents feel about you saying, I want to be an actor, because I'm guessing they had no idea how one becomes an actor, what the connection is. Like, yeah. how did they react to that? You know, I it was kind of the thing I did on the side. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of things on the side. I, I love, like, extracurricular activities. I loved um, playing basketball. Yeah, I was terrible at it. I'm really bad at basketball. And what else did I do? Um, I was a cheerleader since I was in, like, second grade and I just loved doing all kinds of activities um spent hours after school just being still at the school instead of going home Mm -hmm. yeah um the population of my town was probably like I think it's 864 
like you, there was a town we could drive like 30 minutes to yeah. to go to Walmart or whatever. Yeah. And that was like the big trip. The only place to go. Yeah. Do you have an accent that you've dropped? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Me too. That was a really strange decision though. Really? Was it for you? Yeah. It was just like one day I was like, if I'm going to be an actor, I got to drop this accent. Yeah. It was thick. Well, I can still, I can still do it. Um, But there was a, like a cool girl in community theater that she was like, I'm an actor, so I've dropped my accent. And I was like, okay, cool, me too. And, um, but then when I was in the, when I was in the UK, the voice teachers would still say I sounded really Southern. And it's because like, I don't say like get, I will say get. Get And so even if I'm doing what I think is general American, they were like, you're Southern in both, which was a bad accent but um but yeah anyways uh I I use the heavy accent I still like it my cat is gonna be jumping in and out of frame your um, cat is hysterical right now I don't know how you deal with a cat that eats your it. food and <laughs> wakes you up I would be like it's time it's time for your forever home now outside oh. yeah that like serious only child vibes anyways okay so how did your parents respond to you saying like mama I'm going to the big city and I'm gonna be a star kind of thing because you you started out that was the question you asked me wasn't it (laughs) um yeah they didn't have any objection to it they really liked that I wanted to be a part of the theater program and love that I was doing plays even though I was playing like Puck and Truvy and doing all this random Shakespeare stuff they're like we like it it's great there was no (laughs) objection but, you know, they were also, they were great. I mean, I had great parents. They were also at all of my basketball games and mm. the cheerleading stuff that I did. So I can't believe I'm telling you I'm a cheerleader. How embarrassing. Oh, that's, there's nothing embarrassing. <laughs> I, um, I mean, were you a flyer? Were you a base? God, no. I was like the one in the front who like made sure she didn't fall forward. <sighs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Literally, I think you're called the front. Yeah. Basically, it meant it meant I didn't have any upper body strength. That's what that um, meant. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I think cheerleading's an athletic feat, like the show Cheer. You know, mm-hmm. I anyone. I I liked that people in other countries were like, "Wow, we didn't realize cheerleading was so hard." And um, it's really hard. It's yeah. really really freaking hard. Yeah, I have no strength, and I wasn't cool enough to even think about being a cheerleader. Um, yeah, my parents had a sort of similar reaction to they were like, we have no idea what that entails, but like, we love seeing you in the music man. So if that means <laughs> <laughs> like, like more music man, then that sounds awesome and like good for you. And mm-hmm. then you went to Arkansas State? That's a good one. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So I think I told you I was, my, my parents and I didn't have a ton of money growing up, but we, I was supposed to go to NYU and I'd applied and I got in and I was so excited. I was like, wow. yes, I get to go to school of the arts. And, um, I got half of my tuition funded and then the other half was, uh, a no-go. And so my parents couldn't take out a loan to get me there, mm-hmm. but I ended up applying to this public school in Little Rock, called the University of Central Arkansas. And they have an honors college within the program, which is a really great honors college. 
And my second year I applied and got in there and they, I mean, honestly just changed my life. Mm -hmm. They allowed me to apply for grants to live overseas. And so I got to do um, Academia del Arte program in Italy where I was doing like clowning and um, Commedia del Arte. Yeah. And then I came back and then I applied for another grant to live overseas in the UK and work on more device theater projects and like go to school there. Yeah. So um, I honestly, I honestly think that public school and then kind of the private honors college within it afforded Mm -hmm. me more opportunities than I would have had, had I gone to NYU and now would be in a ton of debt. Yeah. Yeah. And then did that all happen in a four year span or did you like do part of it? And then afterward, after your graduations, you, you went to the UK. No, no, no. Um, so my first year I stayed at school the whole year. My second year I spent getting into the honors college and my third and fourth years, those were the years I was traveling the most and living overseas. So they basically gave me enough grant money to, um, live overseas and like study at the university of chester yeah that's amazing yeah that's so cool i I think i took it i took out like a one small loan for five thousand dollars just so i could like have play money yeah and you could like did you travel much when you were like did you do more like yeah beyond that the school i went to and i think this is all over the uk but they have long stints of time that you're allowed to go and travel and do things that you want to do <laughs> um your cat is cracking me up yeah um, long, do, do things you want to do so I planned we had a two-week break which I was like I don't know what this is for but I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. and so I planned a trip from Berlin to Prague mm. no from Hamburg to Berlin to Prague to Vienna to Zurich to Geneva to um barcelona to paris and then back all in two weeks like planes trains buses it was insane did you do it on your own or were you in a a group i was a group of four people Mm -hmm. so some someone did someone else schedule it or were y'all all doing it together it was i think we were all kind of doing it together like trying to book each leg of the trip Okay. It was tough. I did, I did seven country, seven, I think seven, seven, something, nine cities or something in like three weeks. And I was like, Ooh, like, look at me. That <laughs> so well traveled. That was so awful for you. Oh my gosh. That's so stressful. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, as you were saying, like the Comedia dell'arte, cause I feel like no one, no one in this States, like really knows what that is um Mm -hmm. I feel like that probably really I don't know just knowing like you do improv and like comedy but like I I mean I can say this I mean I've only helped you audition a few times but I know that like you have this like kick-ass just kind of like like kind of like take me or leave me kind of thing obviously you want to do a good job and you work really hard but I feel like maybe like even having that overseas training, you know who you are, I think. And you've, I think you've like gained that because you studied abroad and like did these really intensive styles of acting, you know? Yeah. I mean, thank you for saying that. Cause 
yeah, maybe I have a take me or leave me, but I'm also like, please hire me. I'm desperate like the rest of like everyone else. <laughs> that's a good act, I guess. It's <laughs> yeah, really good. Act. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. That's your you advice don't want me. usually. You, to me, you're usually like, well, then like, whatever, do what you yeah. want. And I'm always do like, what you want. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that <laughs> easy, right? Me over yeah. there saying that and then me overthinking things way too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think studying those different styles of acting was not only helpful for me in that moment, but I mean, now to this day, I still use parts of my device theater practice and, mm-hmm. you know, random self tapes that I do. And even with the Vernal and Sear company that we both yeah. are in love with those, their physical movement workshops have really helped me. And it's something that I go back to when I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what this scene is about or who these people are because it's a guessing game sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, let's make a choice. I'm gonna, this person moves this way. And that just informs something that makes it a lot easier to just do the scene without having to think about what is really going on because you don't have the information. Yeah, yeah, no. And it really is that guessing game of like that audition that uh we filmed like a couple weeks ago and we were like make a choice and then like make a really big choice and then I like I gave some input and then you told me later like that was the wrong choice (laughs) (laughs) well you know what the thing is I didn't know what the choice was because I wasn't given any information but once I was told by the casting director what the choice should have been I was like oh I can do that very easily mm-hmm. watch me go but yeah it's just that's that's the one thing that I think recently I've been struggling with is like this is so much a guessing game mm-hmm. and it's so much about luck that it's just really hard to feel grounded in mm-hmm. that yeah <laughs> it's so much uncertainty which um people are like well you're just gonna have to get used to it because you're an actor and I'm like well that's a that's a hard thing to swallow. So, do you think that's kind of led to you creating some of your own work, like your own sketches, your own production company videos? Yeah, um, I mean, I I've been doing short films for a long time and being in other people's short films, but recently, I um, a couple friends and I were like, we just want to make our own work. We mm-hmm. I've made a few things and they're all right. You got to get things out of the way and make new stuff, but. I'm really trying to make more work in 2021. Hopefully that's something we can do. It's always pending funding mostly because I have the ideas and I have the people. Mm-hmm. It's just, who's going to pay me to do this? Yeah. Especially when you're a nobody, you know? Well, not um, a, not a nobody, but. Oh, well. Not like really, a name name, you know? Maybe it'll happen with my recent TikTok fame. Yeah. Oh, wait, can we talk about TikTok? Because I feel like such a grandma, but I'm like. I am a grandma. Well, no, but like, I mean, I don't, I think my little sister made me a TikTok account, but um, okay, how did that happen? You've become, (laughs) do you have like a million views on one of your videos? I have like 1.8 million views on one of my videos. It was my second video I ever posted. I have three videos up, but I feel so old because I every time I look at it I'm like how did that even happen um but I think the reason well I think the reason that it happened is because I made a video about nostalgia Mm -hmm. and that's apparently not a topic that TikTok is well versed in so Mm -hmm. people took to that 
like stupid sketch video really well because they're like, oh yeah, I remember this. Um, I did this with mine or whatever yeah it was but yeah that's what it was it was nostalgia yeah I think I mean I'm not on TikTok so I don't know what no one's posting about but I think nostalgia is kind of like comforting and I think we're all kind of looking for a simpler time (laughs) for sure okay so why did you start go so it's like you just started your TikTok and you made a few sketches, which like is cool in itself that take, I'm sure it looked like it took a lot of work. There were like a lot of cuts, um, whatever. Why did you want to start a brand new platform that you had never done before? And you were like, I'm going to do this <laughs> too. Um, I, for a long time have been like, I need to make my own. I mean, I know sketch work isn't something that like brings you notoriety but it honestly just makes me happy it's silly Mm -hmm. and it's stupid and I can't do improv right now I don't really feel super comfortable going out and doing stand-up comedy so like what am I going to do in the meantime to Mm -hmm. fill that void and I just decided like I'm going to make it I found my password journal when I was at home for Christmas and I was like I'm going to make a sketch about this password journal and I did and apparently that's people like that. I feel like your humor and then like writing brain and then you're an actual actor because like TikTok acting, you know, like, (laughs) but like you're an actual actor, you're a writer and they're like short videos that are, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're easy to do, but I feel like you're actually probably a good combo of things to make TikTok videos. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I know it's your least viewed one, but I really like cottage core girl um <laughs> thanks yeah I think I think honestly that's just because people not a lot of people understand what cottage core is also it's it could be funnier I'm gonna keep making tiktok videos unfortunately yes I'm sucked into the void I have a bop it on the way I have a skip it uh-huh. and some beyblades oh yeah so my little brother has gotten into the show beyblades and I like had this like weird reaction. My brother, I'll probably cut this out, but my brother and I were into Beyblades, the TV show, and he once launched a Beyblade at my head. And so now I like have this like little twitchy reaction to it. Beyblades, I don't know what you're going to do Beyblades about, but they're dangerous. Like they Dude, could- have you seen the commercials? No. Oh, they're insane. It's like a competition. The boys are like on the phone. They're like- I got my Beyblades and they're like and then they like flip across the stadium or whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's intense and that's exactly how my sketch is gonna be I love it I I wanted to put like fake blades on the um actual mechanism then I was like that might be too much and I also don't want little kids to to try to do that yeah and people are now doing like I sent you one because I was like this is so cool, but like people are doing like mashups or like reactions. They're called duets, Rebecca. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> thought it was whatever. I don't care. Well, that's just so cool that other people are people going like, is this the girl from Doom Patrol? Like, is has anyone connected? No. The, there's only one person who has recognized me from something and she was like, are you in the hunt? I watched that last night. Uh-huh. I was like, it's me. Yeah. yeah no I I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse but I've been told by a lot of people that I look completely different in everything that I do uh-huh. or like all every picture that I take I just look different like there's no consistency who knows wait okay so I watched Doom Patrol and 
I can't watch anymore unless you're in it because it really scared me. It was oh, like, no. it was like, not like, ah, but like there is this like kind of like darkness to it. Yeah. And also I was watching it and I like happened to land and I was like, it's Kellen. Um, cause Kellen is in, uh, Kellen oh, yeah. Boyle is in it. So that was cool. But, um, so I know someone, with, uh, dissociative disorder, uh, mm-hmm. I, what is DID? Yeah. Um, and it really is. The show does a great job, like a great job pursuing, uh, uh, showing that because mm-hmm. literally like on a dime and like, we knew kind of her ages and stuff and like her, her voice changed her smile, her laugh changed, and it was just a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I was so impressed by how well, um, I don't know, Doom Patrol portrays that. That wasn't really what I was expecting. So from all the stuff you've done, I did make a correlation. You do a lot of scary stuff and you do. A, it's interesting because like I didn't get to see P-Valley. Are you a stripper in P-Valley or is it just about strippers? Because also it's you about work strippers. Okay, because you work in a strip club in Ozark, and then yeah. you work in a strip club in P Valley. No, I'm actually in a jail scene in P Valley. I'm a heroin addict. Why? It's so funny because like Hannah makes content that are comedy, like absurdist comedy yeah. kind of things. Well, unfortunately, in Atlanta, which I'm just now like kind of branching out and auditioning other places, but there's mm-hmm. just not a lot of comedy here. So I don't really get the opportunity to audition for a lot of comedy, which I'd love to do more mm-hmm. of, but hopefully that comes in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I ask, I've been want. I don't know why I don't ask this. Do you have a great audition story where things like you, maybe like you made a choice and you were like, I'm going to be brave. And then it, you just like fell on your face or something. Oh it- my God. Okay, I want to tell you two really quick. Okay. So I, it was my first time going in for this casting director. This is pre-COVID. So like I got to go in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I walk into the room and I got inside the night before the audition. It was like a 10 page set aside. So in the morning, my audition was at like 10. Oh my God. Which is a lot Yeah. Um, in itself, but it's doable. You can do it. I get there and I walk in the room and she goes, God, I really, I just don't see you for this part at all. And I go, oh, and she goes, just, just read, just read it. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And so I started reading and then she goes, I'm just going to stop you right there. Um, I just don't like your tone. I don't like anything you're doing for this. She's like, just go outside and just wait and like do something else. And I was like mortified because I was a little baby Uh and I was just like, oh no, like this, I've messed up. Like I've done something completely wrong. I go outside and you know who's there? Jessica Craig. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's there. And she, I was like, I am absolutely mortified. She hates me. She's like, girl, it's okay. You're totally fine. Of course she goes in there and kills it and comes back out immediately. Yeah. And then she makes me wait this cashier makes me wait the whole session mm-hmm. and I'm sitting out there for probably an hour and a half. Everyone is gone. And she goes, you can come in now. Mm-hmm. And I go back in and I do it. And she goes, that was better. And I go, thanks. 
And she was like, I just don't know why you were sent in for this. And I was like, I don't know either. Um, this was a few days ago. I had a <laughs> call back for a commercial and I, I've never been in for this casting office, but over Zoom, usually someone comes on the screen, the casting director or someone and is like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Let's go ahead and start. No one comes on the screen. No one shows their face. There's about 30 people on the Zoom call. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's fine. I can do this. Um, and he's like, let's go. First of all, I say like one of the words wrong and I cannot stop doing it. I do the, the take four, to, four times. And uh, the first time I say like the word is supposed to be a listening device, but I'm saying conspiracy device. And I say it three times and the second time he corrects me. And then the third time I do it again, but it was like, I was thinking about it. So it was like basically like a bad sketch where I did it the first time and I did it really poorly. And then I just kept doing it even worse each time. you got in your head. Yeah. I got in my head completely. And then by the third time, when I was about to go in the fourth last one, I go, so if I say the word conspiracy device one more time, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> and uh, he, he laughs a little. I was like, I don't like, ser- I'm serious. Yes. And there's like, I can see the panel of how many people are on this call. And I'm like, I am so embarrassed right now. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you that any all day, you can just do really stupid stuff. Did you say conspiracy device the fourth time? No. I said listening device, but I even thought I had a moment of like thinking about it. So there was a split second where I didn't say anything. And then mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is the worst thing I've ever done. I just wanted to get off the call. And it's <sighs> like, you know, 30 people that are like maybe on their phone a little bit or maybe mm-hmm. like doing something. And then they like get to that part waiting for you to say conspiracy. Oh, yeah. They know- like. They knew okay. they didn't. Yeah. They knew they yeah. didn't like me. Like they knew they didn't like me. And there's just all these people just sitting there being like, can we go to the next? Can we go to the next? And oh. the casting director and then's like, does anybody need to see anything else? He goes, and waits for a second, because I don't know. I guess he can see people on his end. And he goes, Okay, you're good. And I go, Yeah, thanks. Oh my goodness. Okay, so can I ask, how did you end up? I'm we're gonna be all over the place because you've talked to me before. Um, um, so when did you end up going from New Orleans to Atlanta? Were you, how did you end up from the UK to New Orleans and then you like, got to Atlanta? I came back for to graduate college mm-hmm. at, in the in Arkansas and then um, New Orleans was the closest film industry at the moment and I was like I don't uh, I had done a lot of theater but I was just like I don't know if I can go into the traveling theater world and do all that stuff I just didn't feel confident enough so I moved to New Orleans and started auditioning and I, I got an agent before I moved mm-hmm. started auditioning in tv and film and um, I stayed there about a year and then the tax incentives left there was no productions happening in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but this was five, six years ago. And mm-hmm. so I decided to move to Atlanta where everything was happening at the mm-hmm. moment. And I got here and and then you got, got to work. Okay. So there's some pretty cool stuff on your resume. What was the audition that like when you heard you booked it that you got the most excited about? Hmm. Oh man, probably Ozark. Yeah. Even though it's like the smallest thing I have. Yeah. On there. No. Oh and- no. 
you know, I was really excited about the hunt. Yeah. I really loved that script. And, and I feel like that, that movie is more, you're like, not more, but like, it's kind of your sense of humor. Um, yeah, it was super dark humor. So you were on a, um, sorry, I like had such a fun night a couple nights ago. One of my favorite things about recording the podcast is uh, stalking people. Um, nice. You, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> using my best, my best skills. Um, but uh, you were in a scene on The Purge with, um, what's his face? The guy from My Best Friend's Wedding. And yeah, Dermot, Dermot uh, Mulroney. Can I ask who's the coolest fame? Because you've had some scenes with some cool people. There's the girl uh-huh. from Ozark. I can't remember her name. Um, another girl uh-huh. on the podcast, um, Annie Hamilton, had um, is coming out with a scene. or uh, bleh, She's on a show with that girl. So we've had two people on the podcast That's that are awesome. directly connected to what her. What show is that? Um, it's mm, It hasn't come out yet. She's playing like, um, it's based on a true story of, you know, that like, it was a girl that pretended to be an heiress of like a mm. great fortune and she was actually scamming everybody. Um, the book was, I want to say my friend Anna, and it's based on this like girl that went to prison and she pretended to be some a rich heiress and actually she like didn't have any money she just kept borrowing from different friends and she was a part of this like big party scene in the early 2000s with like Paris Hilton wow. and stuff yeah that sounds awesome yeah she Go and on. she's playing the lead it's gonna be really cool um but yeah okay famous person who uh, favorite famousy person um I think Betty Giblin just because she's the nicest person ever so Wait. sweet I'm kidding this out. Who is that? <laughs> She's the lead on the hunt. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, yes. Um, she was on yeah. Glow. Mm-hmm. So she got nominated for her Emmy when I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because she she walks in onto the set and then Hillary Swank is on set and Hillary Sw- Swank starts slow clapping like, congrats. And everyone's like, what? Why is she slow clapping? Because no one else knew. Yeah. And then, and when Betty, I was like, how are you excited that you got nominated? She's like, yeah. honestly, it just feels like any other day. <laughs> she was just like, it was just hilarious because no one knew mm-hmm. why Hillary Swank was slow clapping, but it's just funny that even some of your biggest accomplishments can just be so Just small. feel like, um, can you see my cat? I see the kitty. Yeah. yeah, we have a raccoon in the ceiling. And so she's waiting for it to come out. Um okay so you were talking about your goals for 2021 is like to make more content um and you have your production company it's what day is it we're on the 8th we've gotten off to a winning start um but what are you the most excited about for 2021 oh you've got like some projects coming out um cut my finger um you have some projects coming out in uh which I like tried to find information on are most of them are already filmed or um or are they are y'all waiting to start filming? A couple friends and I that I, I told you, we started a production company together. So mm-hmm. now we're, we just finished, we have two different scripts that we're trying to get funding for. And mm-hmm. hopefully that ha- I'm most excited about making my own work this year and making work with them. I really hope it comes through. Just mm-hmm. takes persistence, I think, and begging people for money. I've worked for free for so long and it's not that I won't do it again because- mm-hmm. I love working on projects with people, but I do want to pay everyone and I want to pay myself. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, 
that would be nice no I mean I'm always willing to help out I'm, yeah. I don't have any experience in anything so that's um, true we're, we're getting there like mm-hmm. I want to keep doing my absolute best and keep trying but I think what, whatever I get excited about is the stuff I'd be making by myself and even or I don't know my own ideas or working with other people on those projects that's what I think like gets the creative juices flowing um Mm -hmm. and I don't know so many people that I respect have done the same thing um so I don't I'm not going to ask you to count up but when I was like looking at all this stuff you have waiting to come out I feel like I mean I don't know. I feel like people are going to start like turning around and they're like, who's this redhead girl <laughs> that keeps <laughs> showing up like all the time? Um, has, it, has it been like kind of hard during quarantine? Because I'm guessing you filmed all of this pre-quarantine, right? And now you just know all of it's waiting to come out. I filmed, yeah, most of it pre-quarantine. I did f- do a feature film during quarantine, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, what was that in like? Louisiana. It was weird because it was like when people weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little scared, but everybody was getting tested pretty much every day. And yeah, yeah it was it was kind of scary, but everybody did their best. And also we were all isolated. Okay. So we weren't really allowed to go anywhere. We were in like, um, there's a studio and I think it's near Baton Rouge mm-hmm. um, where we all stayed on the same lot. Okay. So it was just really easy to like keep everybody contained. Yeah. Did did y'all like intermingle or were y'all pretty like isolated from everyone at all times? No, we definitely like intermingled and there was like a really nice pool Mm -hmm. that everybody got to go to at night. It was fun. Okay. You know, it felt like summer camp for, but you filming a movie. Yeah. Cause you're super removed from everybody. Mm -hmm. Do you think like kind of that intensity and that intense isolation is kind of where the industry is going to stay for a while. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I, I know people that are filming large television shows right now that are going home every day and not staying isolated. Do mm-hmm. I think that it works better when you stay isolated? Yeah. Do I think it helps mo- with morale? No, because people want to see their families and their kids and mm-hmm. all that. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough choice. Okay. Is there anything else you would want to be? Thank you so much for agreeing to come on my podcast. Um, Is there anything else you want to plug? That sounds really official. Um, That sounds so official. I know. Oh gosh. I always feel so lame doing this. No. Um, Self-promoting. I mean, what do you say? Follow me Um, on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Yeah. And I'll put it, um, and then this is me sounding official. I'll put it all in the show notes. Um, <laughs> what's something of yours that's coming out soon? Um, God, I don't know of anything that's coming out soon. Really? I know. You have so I, I many in things tel- in the can. Yeah, but I don't know when they're releasing. I was in a TV show a long time ago that like ne- was never going to come out. And now it's called Tell Me Your Secrets. I'm not sure what network it's coming out on. Okay. Yeah, I have I'm, the tiniest little role in it. One yay, if I'm in it. That's so exciting. But anyways, um, thank you so much for coming on. And um, I love you a lot. And I will see you soon. And I will drop off that book that I told Perfect. you I was going to drop off. Okay. I will talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> BT dubs. Um, okay. I love you. And I'll talk to you later. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. And that was Hannah. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm so excited to be back and I am so happy Hannah came on. Hannah, if you're still listening at this point, um, I really appreciate you coming on. You did a great job and I'm sure you're being overly uh, in your head about stuff you said and you did great. <laughs> Not that there's anything to be in your head about. Um, but anyways, guys, I always forget to say this. Please like and review and subscribe and I know that sounds annoying but I know I have 21 ratings right now I know and do you know why I know because it matters to me and you guys matter to me and <laughs> if I matter to you I know I matter to you guys you listen to the whole thing um I love you please send this to someone and be like hey this is fun um Gosh, gosh, I'm specific. Okay, I love you guys, and I love you, Hannah, and I am so glad that we're back for season three. All right, bye-bye.